Yeah, something happened. I, I sounded back to being not good again on uh, last week's show. I don't know what happened. I'll never be able to figure it out. Um, I I, I've come to the point where um, the dozens of podcasts that I listen to, mm -hmm. if they all sound good to Midland, then I got no problem with being in that good uh, spot, you know? Mm, Midland, where I live. Mm -hmm. Not where uh, Thor lives or what else? That was Midgard. Midland right. was Captain Midland's from MI, uh, MI-13. Captain Breton, remember? Vaguely. Yeah. There's so much about that that I re remember. There's so much that I don't because it was a very busy book, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Just a lot right. going on. Busy, busy, busy bee. So this is uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 255. Uh, got a lot of uh, feedback from last week's episode. A lot of people uh, either watched the Amazing Jonathan thing or watched it on our recommendation. I got a lot of people who were like, well, I already watched the second one. Should I go back and watch the YouTube one? And I told them, don't waste your time. It's, yes, you're just watching a glorified, like, propaganda film at that point. Yep. But, and yeah. I had heard from uh, Jason Kirk, who's uh, disappeared from all social media, but not podcasting, mm. uh, about a podcast that he listens to that reviewed it. And uh, there were some skewed opinions on there. I, I can't remember the name of the podcast. But, um, yeah, there's a lot out there. The more you look, the more you'll find. And that's typically how these sort of things go. Uh, but no one knows for sure what's going on. No one knows who's working who, who's mm -hmm. swerving who, or who's zooming who. You know what? It'll be like 10 years after he's passed away, letters will be presented from his lawyer. And that's when we'll find out. For me, at the end of the day, it's all about that poor woman, his wife. Mm -hmm. Anastasia. Yes, I feel for her of what she's going through. I, she seems to be the least checked in to all of whatever the amazing Jonathan's machinations are. Mm -hmm. But it makes me want to watch more documentaries because I was talking with Josh over the weekend and he was telling me that he was watching country music by ken burns that's on oh PBS. yeah it's like a big multi-part documentary thing sure. yeah like a 10 or 12 and i he was talking about he's like and he was giving me some stuff he's like yeah like they hit johnny cash and he's like and then i didn't know this and he toured with elvis president i was like yeah the million dollar quartet and then this and he's like and then this i'm like well i didn't know that and he's like well you might want to watch this and when i got home I looked on my uh, my my on demand, which can go back, and it's funny. It's like you can watch country country music part two, three, four, five, and six, but one is gone now. And I'm like, <laughs> so. But it how got does me that work? What's what's the logistics behind that? Is it a time thing? Yes. After so many weeks, they'll take something away. So that way, it's not on there forever. So when the DVDs come out, you have to buy it. I mean, I could have DVR'd it if I had known about it and it would have stayed on my uh, cable box, but I didn't, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I knew about it because, like, Ken Burns is somebody that's on my radar. He did that baseball documentary, and he did the Civil War one. And I kind of knew this one was coming, but I didn't know when, and I missed it, or I probably would have 
DVR'd it. And like he tells me it goes from like the beginnings of country and western to like he even said like I'm about to go on to episode seven or eight or whatever, and like we're just hitting Shania Twain and Garth Brooks. Like when when country and western changes, and I'm like, man, I want to watch that too. Like, you know what I mean? Like where the old guards like, nah, this isn't the same anymore. And even though I still like, you know, I do like Shania Twain and Garth Brooks, but not his fake whatever he was there for a while when he had the the rock and roll persona. Chris Gaines. Yes, that was it. Yeah. That was it. So I mean, I most- remember there was an episode of Saturday Night Live where Garth Brooks was the host and mm-hmm. Chris Gaines was the musical guest. Right. I wonder if he introduced himself. I don't remember that much. He just turns around and puts on the soul patch, like spins around. Puts on the soul patch and the uh, realistic looking uh, fake hair. That's right. Yep. <laughs> it can only look fake. It can only look faker if it had a chin strap. Uh-huh. Instead of a soul patch. So you had an adventure uh, this past week. My adventure was watching a ton of wrestling. Oh, I missed all that. My DVR yes. skipped it all just accidentally. Well, you didn't miss all of the wrestling. You had uh, there was some wrestling that you interacted with. Yeah. Uh, as Todd went to New York Comic Con for the full four day experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. We we got in. We got in on time. But uh, I don't know how well you know New York. When you come in the Lincoln Tunnel, there's a parking garage right there. Yes. As we were as we were pulling up, they let the car in in front of us and then closed it off as we, as we got there. So we had to drive around for an hour and a half <sighs> looking for parking. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So we got in late, and that made us that made us angry. But so you guys took the bus in. You said no. We took uh, uh, Tom drove in in his van. It was me, Josh. Okay. His wife Alyssa and Tom in his van, big roomy van. It's a new, it's his new vehicle. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's got like deep Blu-ray player, all that good stuff. We could watch, you know, DVDs and stuff. But I didn't. I just sat in the front seat and entertained with many of my stories for two hours. You know, being locked in a car with me for two hours while I nonstop talk. It's great. Well, it's two time. hours plus the extra hour and a half trying to find parking. Right. Yes, and you know. You 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 know uh, you've hit Tom getting angry when when Tom's in the car and he just puts up his hand and he to everybody trying to help him and he goes enough. And you're like Tom's like a laid back guy and you're like whoa he's on pins and needles. So but yeah so that took us a while but then once we were in the show it was you know it was better because it has you know you have a place to sit next to Tom at the table if you want to relax and for the artist alley badges we had a a green room that we could go sit with and this is the first year that we had our own bathrooms where you'd have to wait oh. in line with the cattle so it was much easier to to like you know to go to the bathroom but Tom's a goddamn uh, urine camel because he does not piss all show i'll go seven times i'll come back like you need to go bathroom break no i'm good no i'm good and i'm like I don't understand how you do it. He's like, I don't drink a lot of water. Like, you must be retaining it, too, because I don't get it. But Now, did all four of you get uh, Artist Alley passes? No, just Tom and me, because when he bought the table, he gets two passes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, did you uh, have any experiences with anyone back in that green room area? Uh, I mean, uh, Kevin Eastman. Okay. 
Kevin Eastman. But by the way, just so you know, when uh, Lisa or Josh had to go to the bathroom, we just traded off passes for a few minutes because gotcha. they're not we're not dumb. But the only one, like I talked to a few creators and they were just like ta- talk and whatever. But the one where I had like it actually like you know stuck with me was. I'm sitting on this couch across the little green room's just like a cu- cubicle walls that they make sure. with a door on it. So it's not like, you know, they just build it in the back and I'm sitting on a couch. He's sitting on the couch, like 20 feet away from me. Sta- like we're not staring at each other, but if we looked up, we'd see each other and I'm sitting right by the door and he gets up and he's leaving. And I'm like, do I say anything? Cause you know, this is Ari's alley. And this is your free time. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you, you don't, don't want to be hassled. Right. So basically he, he gets to me like because he's got to like step right in front of me. And I'm just like, Mr. Eastman, I know it's your time. Don't want to bother you. I just want to say I'm a big fan. You know, now go on your way. I don't want you to, to stop you. And he ends up he's with two or three people and he just goes, go ahead. Go ahead, guys. And he stops and he leans down and he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, Todd, he's like, nice to meet you. And like, like we had a little conversation. I, I couldn't tell you what we said. It was nothing. You know what I mean? Like. It was just back and forth about, like, I love the turtles. He's like, oh, good, blah, 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 you know, for, like, uh, like two and a half minutes. And he's like, I have to go. But he took that time out. Like, this guy's, like, like at one time was worth a half a billion dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he stopped on the floor to talk to, or in the green room to talk to little old me, when he could have just, he fist bumped me at first. And then he could have just kept walking. You know what I mean? Like, acknowledge me, say thank you, how are you, good, and keep going. But we, we ended up having a little conversation. I was like. Kevin Eastman's a good guy. Every time I met him, he he like he gets it, you know? So I was happy about that. But otherwise, no. Nobody really in the green room other than that. Like, I nodded at a few creators who knew me from getting stuff off them, like, uh, just and, and meeting them and talking to them on the floor. Like, I talked to a couple of the art, uh, artists from Second Coming, and he, he recognized me, like, you know, from talking to him, and he just waved to me and said, how are you doing? But other than that, not really. And that's good. You kept yourself. Now, was there like some sort of security since you're passing one badge amongst three people or two badges amongst four people, however the breakdown was? Like, right, did it, had... at least Tom get to keep his own personal badge? Yes. Like, um, like Tom just constantly, because his, his actually said Tom Durenick on it. Not that it would have mattered. but <laughs> And what did your guy say? Plus one? No, it was uh, just uh, Artist Alley badge. There's a white line above it where you can either write on or they'll if or they'll paste something on for you you know what i mean and then the other artist the other uh, the other badge is really for your table assistant if you will that's if you buy a half table you get one badge because you can share tables with people if Mm -hmm. you get a whole table that's two seats and that's someone to help you you get the two badges so the the second badge you give to whoever to like mr no name if that makes any sense yeah which that would be me so but uh, so, yeah, so like we swapped the badge. The only security, there wasn't any security at the green room. There was last year where you'd have to go in. But every once in a while, somebody come in and change the, the like the water jug and stuff like that. And in there they had electric like a, a socket so you could uh, charge, charge your phones and whatever you needed. And um, but to go to the bathrooms, which were off the loading dock to the Javits Center, you had to go through these set of doors. They had a guy sitting there and it was you better have. Like the artist alley patches, all the badges look different by having walk different Walking Dead pictures on them. But each one would be like if you had a Saturday pass, it had a red stripe on the bottom. If you had a Sunday pass, it had a, a green stripe or whatever. 
Um, and then Artist Alley passes had black stripes. So the only one who, like, all they'd have to do is look and see if you had a black stripe on your badge or not. And then you could go back. So that was, that's what, that's what helped out. And I, I laughed because Alyssa got lost in there and she said, because we, I sent her alone. She didn't know where to go. And she's like, I'm in there and all of a sudden I go to this wrong door. There's all these people signing, uh, uh, Captain America shields and Iron Man helmets, and I'm like, I don't know what you walked in on, but it sounds shady. <sighs> sounds like someone's running a flim flam scam. <laughs> Opportunity show. Oh boy. So th- that was kind of cool. Um, trying to think. Uh, I ran into uh the guy who remember the guy who was writing Deadpool Spider Man when uh when major x first appeared yes he was sitting next to tom on the left oh and, <laughs> and all day long i heard i'm gonna i i'm here to get a book signed off you that somebody else won't sign i know what book that is and i just like to say it was all a misunderstanding like he had a pat like down for that like he would just go like i asked the artist to to draw random characters in that scene uh, I, we, we never meant any disrespect. We didn't know the book was going to be coming out early. And then he, Rob had his, the Rob had his variant cover, which came out first. So we never really stepped on any toes. And I heard this or whatever version of this 17 times over the weekend. Like he had it when somebody came to ask him a question that rolled out like effortlessly off his tongue, which I found amusing. He had a prepared statement. I would have got him to sign a copy of the New Mutants, whatever, whatever, facsimile edition that Rob would sign. I would have this guy sign all the books that Rob refuses to sign. And he wouldn't do it because... So Okay, you know how they say... Uh, uh, you know, uh, comic fans can be a little nuts, mostly the males. Yeah, there was a female that I was scared of standing there talking to him. She was at his table for two and a half hours, <laughs> right? Two and a half hours. She was a crazy supernatural fan, Joe. I don't know if you know this. The supernatural fans can be a little wacky, but uh, she's asking him questions about it. And I don't know what's going on because I, I don't want to listen in. And I never, I was afraid to ask him later, but this was the phrase that I heard over the course of two and a half hours in blocks of three or four at a time and maybe 17, 18 times over that two and a half hours, that's not an endorsement. I don't know what was going on, but she was good. And she had this spiral notebook, but not the spiral on the left, you know, the spiral on the top so you could fold it over. And she would just have that notebook and she'd bring it out and it had questions. It was like, it was like Charlie's dream book as I was looking into it because it had doodles and like weird like like questions not in a line, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And like they were off the off the center. And she would just like talk to him for a while and then she'd like back away from the table and she'd bring out the notebook and she'd go and she'd come back. But she brought him a tweet and I don't know what and I wanted to ask him what the tweet was. Print it out because he had he had deleted it i don't know if it was to the rob with everything that was going on or something else and she she pulled out this thing she's like and she actually said you deleted the tweet so i'd like you to sign this copy of the tweet and he's like 
I'm not signing that copy of the tweet. Uh, I deleted it. It was a joke. It didn't go over well. Like I said, it could have been anything. It could have been something, somebody he worked for to t- told him, take it down. He's like, so I took it down in good faith. As, like, you know, and me and that person, the beef is over. And I think if someone sees that I had signed that tweet, it's going to open up. Won't do- And he had to do that for 10 minutes, Joe, before she put it away. So I was, uh, the gentleman's name is Robbie Thompson. Mm-hmm. Just if we can put a name to a face here or a discussion at the very least. Right, uh, he's, he's written some comics here and there. Uh, he did that, I guess, pseudo follow up to the Vision book, Meet the Scrolls, as well as a few assorted uh, issues of the Spider Man Deadpool thing. But he's primarily known as a writer on the TV show Supernatural. Uh, he's done work on. Uh, Jericho and when they did the human target TV show and that sort of thing. Right. He's, he wrote for the bloated corpse. Uh, different Jericho. Oh, okay. I get confused. I get confused. Uh, uh, he's the Judas in my mind these days. Right. Not the Marv Wolfman, the Judas contract in my mind. That's right. <laughs> right. So, but that was fun to watch. And then after it was all over and Josh showed up and he's like, man, like this woman is just like, cause he kept coming back and he's like, she's still here. And in the end I'm like, yes. And then she was walking away and she's like next year. Can't wait for next year to see. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I want to be, I hope we sit next to him next year. I have so many questions to ask. I hope we run into each other. <laughs> You're walking and I'm driving. <laughs> That's right. So that was fun. I'm trying to think of, Oh, we got, uh, uh, we got me and Tom got savage grannied. Okay, now I saw you tweet that, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until it all happened, and I looked it up later. Right, so me and Tom are sitting there. Tom's drawn, and all of a sudden, this old lady, and I, and I, and I mean older lady, you know what I mean? Like comes up, and she's kind of like, like, like shuffling up the table. She puts her hand on the table. She's like, "Can I ask you guys a question?" And I'm looking up at her, and I didn't really notice it. I'm just like, "Okay." And I'm like, you know, an older lady coming to Tom's table, and and she's like, do you guys live with your mother in her basement, or do you have your own homes? And I'm like, I own my own home. Or do you live in the basement? I'm like, no, I own my own house. And Tom's like, I I live in, I own my house too, and I have a wife and a kid. She's like, oh, good, good, good for you, like, good for you. And we're like, the hell's going on and i'm like waiting for tom to say like no i sleep with my wife in a big bed you know like what's what's happening here and she and all of a sudden this guy comes from like off to the side and he goes he goes like oh uh that that's just and she's like laughing after that and then she's kind of like tom said she was winking while she was asking but i didn't notice it and this guy goes like oh, i have this whole uh this thing on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, it's called Savage Granny, and, like, this is my grandmother, and we go around, and I'm like, okay, you're a, you're a, like, the, the Alan Funt, you know, what was that called years ago? <laughs> candid Camera. Candid Camera, like, you're doing Candid Camera with the granny asking questions, we're like, can we use it? We're like, we don't care, go use it if you want, I don't think we were that funny, so he walked off, and I'm like, Tom, we were just Savage Granny, and he's like, so I looked it up on YouTube, and there, and it was, and it was that lady and that guy, and he was like, yeah, she was like winking to us. I was like, yeah, uh, uh, good thing you noticed it. 
Because I think you would have punched her right in the face for asking her something like that. You're a tough guy. He's like, no, no, I wouldn't. But I was just like, it was weird because, like, then I realized, like, she was giving us the Iggy. Like, you know, like, don't get mad. I'm winking. But now I want to look at all the savage grannies so I can see if I made the cut, Joe. I'm I'm looking to find the channel here, and it's... Or whatever it was that it was in my tweet. I got it right, like... Maybe it's like wacky granny or savage granny. I'm trying to find it. You're uh, you, you had quite the crazy time. I did have quite the crazy time. Uh-huh. And then there was one about uh, a Powerade bottle that I think you want to know too, right? Um, maybe. There was. I got a weird request for the Powerade bottle that was on Tom's table. I'm sitting there with him over the course of the weekend, and this girl walks up, and she goes, "Mind if I ask you a favor?" And I'm like. I don't know. Like I, I, everybody thought I was Tom most of the time. Um, so I'm like, you can, but it's not my taste. She's like, it has nothing to do with that. And she's like, and all of her friends are like, Oh God, this again, don't, don't bother them. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you know, the, like, you know, when you have a bottle and it's half empty, the plastic will get condensation on the inside. Yeah. She's like, that drives me nuts. I cannot stand it. It's a pet peeve of mine. Would you turn it over so it'll wash all the condensation away? So I grab the bottle, I pick it up, and I start tilting it to the my right, her left. And she's like, she's like looking at me. And I'm like, let me check the top so it's tight. And she's getting all like anxious. And finally, I just was like, I, I'm bored with this. I just fucking flipped it over and put it back. And she was like, she was like so happy that I did. She's like, nobody ever does that for me before. And I'm like, this is the world I live in. This is where I'm at. That's This is pretty good. So she was so happy that I washed the condensation. You know, Comic-Con has some weird people, Joe. And I thought I'd be the, the peak of that mountain, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, obviously I'm looking at your Twitter feed and, like, sometimes tweets just go away. Like, I'm looking for the Powerade bottle thing and I'm just not seeing it. Right, I'm pretty sure I, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, that was funny because somebody tweeted me about something about over the weekend and I was looking at another tweet mm-hmm. and it disappeared. I was going to like it. And yeah. then I, I went through my messages. I'm like, oh, somebody mentioned that. And I'm looking for that tweet. And I go, and I'm like, there it is. So I liked it. But it was from like four days ago. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Twitter is weird sometimes. Right. So I also, so the Savage Granny thing, when I Google like and go to YouTube and say it, Savage Granny, like there's no dedicated channel to this that comes up. So I don't know. Maybe he didn't say channel. Maybe he just said videos. I don't, you know what I mean? Like what you remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I also see that. Uh, so how did your bagel adventure go? I see you put pictures up of your bagels. The hotel had bad bagels, so you actually had to move and get good bagels. Right. So the first morning of the trip, I went to my regular bagel place and like, like you know, a few about a mile or two from my house because you know we're not getting to New York until about ten o'clock. I need food before then, so that's out of the way. So the next morning. Uh, we, uh, the, that would be Friday with the second day of the, the thing we come in on the bus. Cause Tom doesn't want to park. Cause we, you know, it's cheaper to come in on the bus for four bucks than pay $80 for parking all day. So we come in and on the way to the Javits center or one of the ways you can go, if it's the same amount of walking is that Liberty bagel that I went to last year and went to for the rack and tours concert that I went to, yes. um, that Tom, Tom loves, 
he he loves the coffee there. We went, and the first day I got uh, a egg bagel with cream cheese because that's my favorite of the bagels. And I did not notice that the second that day, but on the second day they have everything egg bagel. And I was like, that's my go-to bagel today. So I got the everything bagel with cream cheese. So the fourth day we go, we have to drive into the city and pay the big exorbitant uh, parking because the, we can't park in the hotel parking lot anymore. You don't have the, the, you know, the right to. Right. So we went in. So we stopped at a bagel place in Secaucus that we found when we last year when we found the the Chinese place that we always go to. And there I decided to mix things up and get a egg bagel with bacon, egg and cheese. And it was so good. So I had really good bagels the whole weekend that, so my bagel fix was like bing, bang, boom, you know? Right. And I know we talked about a lot of the comic y stuff on the comic book show. Um, but I saw that you got your picture taken with a man. Yes. Christopher, Christopher Eccleston. Okay. Um, and that's one of them that I would like to talk about because we're, I don't know. Did you see the picture? Yes, of course. Right. Do you see what I just want to get your take on? Cause I've had some people tell me how they feel. Does he or look like a man or does he not look like a man who wants to be there to you? He looks like a man who does not want to be there. Okay. That's the consensus, right? But that's okay. So now I also want to say that that is not indicative of you. No, that's, no, no. I think just someone who is, doesn't do a lot of conventions. Um, he's not charging $200 for a picture like Paul Rudd was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he was. Oh, you know what? We'll wait till the end and I can guess what he was uh, charging for pictures. But he, he doesn't do a lot of conventions. You know, as you know, I do the show notes. Anytime someone who's a Doctor Who shows up, I always like to bring it up to you. Mm-hmm. Christopher Eccleston's name comes up rarely. Maybe if that's come up three times, you know, this year, that's a lot. That's because he's never done cons before. Right. And, like, if this is the second or third, you're right. It's not that many because he had a falling out. When he did Doctor Who the first season, uh, well, the first season back of the new Who, um, he was supposed to do many seasons, but he he had a fallout with the, the showrunner and directors and whatever. And he went away. And then when they wanted him back for the 50th anniversary, he's like, let me know what my role is going to be. Nah, I really don't do like he was really weird. I don't do sequels and I don't repeat what I do. And and he had like bad mouthed bad mouth Doctor Who for a while. Now he did a book. He said he was in a weird place. He had like mental problems like issues and stuff and he was he's getting therapy and everything like i don't know i want to read the book i i do want to read the book but he's coming around and he appreciates the fans and he appreciates doctor who now that time has passed or he needs the money you know what i mean like i don't know because he started doing go ahead i can only imagine that it's kind of in the middle of both right right Mm-hmm. And because I don't think it's that he needs the money because he sounds like someone, unless he has like an enormous cocaine Lamborghini, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that he, he snorts a ton of cocaine, but only if it's in the shape of a Lamborghini, right? So it has right. to be sculpted and then smashed down and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. But more more than likely what happened was with the huge number of quote unquote bigger names that have been doing the convention circuit, someone pitched to his management team, look at all this money he's leaving on the table. 
you know, what's he doing this weekend? And like spun it and pitched it and whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's just not for him. And I will say this. So the the cattle call goes in, you know what I mean? Like they have it set up. Right. So, and he seems like, he seems good. He's not rude tending the fans. He's like, nice to meet you. They take the picture and out they go. You know what I mean? Like the, no the handlers, right. There's no small talk. The handlers are there to push you out of the room. Right. So before I go in, they're stopping everybody with glasses. You know what I mean? And they're saying, they will say this, push your glasses up as high as you can on your nose. Like when you, before the picture. And if the, if the, that'll prevent, that'll hopefully prevent glare. Yep. And if it doesn't with the the flash, they said, face your, like, look down a little bit. You know what I mean? Because that'll take, so you won't have to take 10 pictures with, like, because the guy will say glare and put your face down. So he goes, it's not a flattering look. He goes, but unless you want to take the glasses off, it's the only way to get the picture. The guy was really good about it. You know what I mean? So we walk in. And they're taking pictures. Like I said, hi, how you doing? Eccleston's being char- like, you know, just nice, like nice to meet you. Take the picture. Good to see you, love. Off you go, blah, blah, blah. So, and you're like, he doesn't look unhappy, but he doesn't look happy. And then a lady with glasses on is standing next to him. And you just hear the picture. And the, and the, the, the guy goes, the cameraman goes, look down, ma'am. And she's like, what? I don't understand. He's like, and that's when it comes out. He doesn't yell, but he goes, and you could see his face just go from like, like kind of, like kind of pretending to be happy to like, oh Jesus Christ, look down, love. There's glare in your glasses. He, he didn't say it as harsh as that, but it was there. And she, she didn't get mad at him because she was, she was happy to see him. And she, and she, she looked down. They took the picture. It's all good. And and he, you know, gave her the 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 the, the brush off, like you know, oh, go that way, young young lady. And then he went back to hello, can, you know, come in for the picture. But there was that moment where I don't want to, like, that's when you could see it, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ, a retake. We have to, we have to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, and when it came to my turn, I pushed my glasses up. I kind of looked down a little bit, but I didn't look, you know, straight down. And I told him, like, loved you as Doctor Who, loved you. And 28 days later, we'll always be a fan. He's like, thank you very much. Click, boom, out the door. Um, and this is where it gets aggravating for me. So they have it set up that you can get your pictures in, you know, like you go at a certain time or whatever. You go, like, you order 12, 12 noon photographs. So you're in the 12 noon block. Or you order the 1210 to 1220 block, and you go. So I'm in the 1210, and that goes all the way to 1 o'clock. They'll take pictures for an hour. So I go in the 1210. I take my picture. I come out. They have this bank of printers pick like photograph printers and everybody and it's going like clockwork show it's like hey here they come out here's your picture they're coming out in order here's your picture here's your picture here's your picture and all of a sudden the printers die and they go oh we lost the bluetooth for a second we have to hook them back up there's a few pictures left in the in, in the thing we have to reboot now the 1220s are coming out they reboot the, the the printers and they start printing the 1220s. And the 1210s are like, there's eight or 10 of us who are in the 1210s who didn't get our pictures. So now they're trying to fig- manually push those through, like on a big, like they're in the cloud or whatever. 
And so now comes the 1230s and they're coming through and we're waiting for our pictures and they're trying to find it and they're apologizing. And this was one of my favorite quotes. They're like, we have to go through Manly and there's so many faces. And I get it. There's, you know, hundreds of pictures. They have to find me. So they have to look at me and then look through the the tablet, like slide through the pictures. And, And this was my favorite line. So many people at comic conventions wear black. So it's hard to separate people. We have to look at your faces. I'm like, and I look at the lady and I go, well, black is a slimming color, man. <laughs> right? And so they go through 1230, 1240, 12, you know, and they find one of the pictures for the, the 1210s. They find another one. They find another one. We're down to three people and the 1250s are coming out. They, it's me, a guy, and another woman. They get the guy. Now, me and the, the woman are looking at each other and we're like, which one of us is going to be last? She's like, I bet it's me because I have the worst. Like I said, I bet it's me. And they're going through, they're going through, they're going through all the, the 1250s. And now that's it. So they have to go in and, a, and there's just me and the girl standing there looking at the printers. And all of a sudden a picture comes out. It's like the lady like brings it over upside down because she knows who it's for. And we're like, who's it? And she slides it to the lady. I was the last one to get my Christopher Eccleston picture. I, 45 minutes I stood and I waited to get my photo. And you know what my, you know, what my, like, uh, you know, what my severance package was nothing. Here's your picture. Go. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to guess $75. You are $5 lower than the price. Oh, okay. It's $80 even. That's, uh, I don't know. That's the thing you want. Which I, uh, I, you know what? I, as I always say on this show and the other show, I spent more on less. And it made me happy. You know what I mean? Like I have a whole bunch. I have almost, you know, I have not almost all. I have a ton of pictures with the doctors. This is another one. Chalk it up. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, just as you mentioned, so $80 seems to have been the going rate. Because as I understand, and this will be the last story that we tell here. uh, You know, we told a whole bunch of other stuff over on the uh, main show, of course. But uh, it was $80 to get your picture with both Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So two founding members of the NWO or one Midland doctor. I know just by sheer mass, I'm going with Hall and Nash. But I saw you took a whole bunch of clandestine photos of the people at the wrestling booth. That's right. I took a picture of of Supper Shredder. Right. Supper Shredder. That's right. And then uh, the other guy, hey, yo, I'm the the bad fellow or whatever his name is. And then I liked uh, Sergeant Slaughter creeping up on that poor unsuspecting victim. He was going to take a picture with. He was giving them the Cobra clutch. Oh, but he fought Cobra. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, is that what you put on Cobra? Yes. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. That's how you you do it to them. It's just called a clutch. Oh, it's like Chinese food in China. Yes. Okay. They just call it uh, Chinese. They just call it food over there. So, yeah. So there was that. And I didn't get to see a lot of celebs. So, but I, I was glad I got to walk past all those wrestlers. It made me. And Mick was there. The man who shares your birthday. That's right. And he, he was he was happy to, to be with you. But I didn't know he flew on a plane, like you said, to get he there. He was in Sacramento the night before. <laughs> so he could stand in the crowd and wave. During Friday Night Smackdown premiering on Fox, had to get to the airport, get on a plane, fly across the country 
so that he could sit somewhere else and charge people, I'm sure, 40 to $80 for a picture and an autograph and be cheerful about it. Right, to press the flesh with comic book fans. All right. So I'm glad you had an enjoyable time in New York. Sounds like there was no real, uh, real issues other than uh, angry granny trying to angry granny. Like, yep. st- yep. whatever she was, stunt granny, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, maybe I'll talk some, like, you know, on the other show, we talk some, uh, some artists by the name of, with the initials KM. So we had that going on. Oh, boy. And there was a couple other, uh, some of the other memorabilia that you took pictures of that I had asked you about. So mm-hmm. if you want more New York stuff and you didn't already listen to the main show, of course, uh, if you've come here from the main show or maybe you got here early because you're a patron at the $5 level, uh, you know, the link to the patrons over at longboxheroes.com. You can always support us by buying shirts and stickers and pins and hats. I would say hats. We need hats, but really, I just need one hat. Just you for need... me. I need one flex fit hat for me, but the overhead on that is very much. That's right. To 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 swap out on your John Cena hat? Yeah, I got a new hat coming, but it's not coming as quickly as I'd like. Uh, I would love to have a hat with our uh, with our logo on it, but uh, like you said, they, they ain't cheap, so... Yeah, I did get a new hat, but it was I erroneously purchased the fitted one instead of the flex fit one. Oh. And even at the biggest size, it doesn't fit my melon head. So it got like a week of wear. And I'm just like, this is uncomfortable. I don't like it. My head is too big and this hat is too small. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, so longboxheroes.com. It's the link to the store. It's the link to the T Public store. It's a link to the Amazon click through. Um, it's a link to the Patreon, all the ways that you can support us. But also, while you're over there, leave a comment on the episode. Um, you know, tell a friend, share this. And, uh, yeah, against my better judgment, I went and I left a message on DJ's uh, wrestling podcast that's on the mm-hmm. network, uh, the Wednesday Night War podcast. And I think in the, my comment was, I'm leaving this comment under protest because <laughs> these reviews mean nothing at the end of the day. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is true. Unfortunately, we've talked about this many a times, but um, we as a show, as a small podcast, get more out of you telling a friend, retweeting the links when it goes out than you leaving an iTunes review. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, it It meant something like five years ago, but it means nothing now. Right. And the only thing that I else I would like to mention is a, pa- a Patreon uh, person came and visited me at Tom's table while I was there. Uh, yeah, Jeremy from uh, Transmission, sure. Yeah, he stopped over. And he, I didn't know he was a, a Patreon uh, man, but uh, we had a wonderful talk. He dropped a pin off, not any filthy stickers or anything. But uh, it was nice to talk to him for a while, and we talked. And he's trying to get me and you out to Chicago for C2E2. That's, that's what he's doing. And I was like, I don't know, but I'll, I'll try and twist Joe's arm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me that brought it up, Joe. It was him. Or maybe right. it was me. Maybe it was me. I don't know. So I just want to throw a shout-out to that podcast as a big fan, you know? Yeah, definitely. J- episodes of Transmission always ends up on the site because Jason will show up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Kirk, formerly of Podvocacy and social media. But closing out this, episode 255. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you all here next week. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini <laughs> of Podvocacy.
Podcast Network.